My name is Al, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. Thanks uh, so, so much for putting up, up with my notable absence from the last two episodes. And I don't mean absence since I wasn't here if this is your first time listening. I mean, I pre-recorded two, two episodes on bigger subjects in anime than just one show or one genre. And I, I put them up as needed. Why was um taking a, a road through the deep south? I on my road trip I Atlanta Georgia, Georgia Montgomery Alabama for reason only um and that involves a lot of crying. Blocking Mississippi, which is very odd, very odd. Um and I also hit um New Orleans Louisiana. And and that was it was an really eye opening trip. Um, the most eye opening actually um the heritage 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 museum in the heritage museum and the memorial of justice in uh, Montgomery, which is mind blowing. It is mind blowing. It's honesty about the tarnished path of America and America's issues with slavery. Um, um, but it, it just, it was just really, it was really opening. It was, it was really deeply, deeply sad. Um, because if you, if I, if you, ha- if you haven't heard, heard me say that in the podcast before, I am, um, Going, I, 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 I actually, I am, I am racial, and what I mean by by that is, I am half, half, half white, half black, and the black part of me hails from West Africa, according to a, um, twenty three and me thing that I, and you know anything about about <laughs> how slave, how slave happened? That's where that's where, that's where it comes from. Like, like that's where they got slaves from was West West Africa, and there's a section in my a. I like to refer to where I like to refer to as as slave shit shit happened, um and it was really like it uh, the experience of do, doing both the the heritage museum and the memorial peace and justice it, it, it hits like a truck. There's no way no way it can. It's just like like astounding. They have a room, room, the Heritage Museum, that, like, just, I was in it for about five seconds, and I was, was crying. That's how affecting it is. And it's really important that that's in Montgomery, Alabama, because Montgomery, Alabama was, like, the slave porch. So it's a, it's a really really important thing in a really significant place for it, and it is it like the thing that's happening in in the town, and it it's like amazing. Um, and I can't recommend it enough. Enough if you are down in the Montgomery area. Although I really don't know why you would be would be other than del- delicious delicious chicken because they have a little place down place down there that's a made fried chicken. Um, but while I was on, I post posted a podcast on what could go wrong in the anime, anime industry, 
as all of them moving and shaking stuff that ha- has happened so far. And I, I also posted what, um, um, I also posted a thing on, I forget what the other, the other one was because I, I, once again, I recorded these, um, a while ago, so, but I, I'm, I'm happy, happy to, I, I posted something on Creative Freedom, which was actually inspired by me going to see, um, the gold, golden winner for, for Best Made Picture, which was, was uh, Spider-Man and Enter the Spider-Verse, which is, like, a mind-blowingly beautiful movie. But if you, um, are curious about what I said in those, you can go check those out, out, um, immediately below this episode in the feed. I strongly encourage, encourage it. It, it was fun for me, things like that, and it was a lot less harrowing than, than like, oh, this, this show has all 12 more, more episodes. It's the day before I record shit, um, um, which I've done a couple times, not this time. Um, and on that note, and without, without further ado, I want to jump into what I, I was talking about for this episode, and that is Dormungand. So, Jormungand is a kind of an anime series that I I, I have always liked. And that's it is a definitively darker fantasy. It is not... It, it's, the way I always explain it is there are, there are kind of a series in anime that could take, take place in Japan and take place in Japan. But there are also, there are also series of anime that they set explicitly outside of Japan because they know that it can't that it just can't take place there. A uh, great a great example of this series is, is uh, of a series like that is um Black Lagoon, which I like I like for all the same reasons I like Jormungand, but but Gun is is notably different. Because what what Blagoon does 
its kind of celebration of seediness is it roots the character is it the characters you're seeing in a as having morals. So those characters have some kind of moral com. They have some things that they they will do because it's against their moral compasses. Uh, Gun develops that, but it doesn't harp on. Um, and and you have to know know about Jungand go, going to it is un, unlike Black Lagoon, which is which which stuff exploring how kind of mild mannered guy can tur turn into like a total badass like like fuck the the man kind of guy. Dramungand starts the place of, of these people are shady people. These people, the the entire math is just just like shady as shit, <laughs> and. There are reasons that they're shady as shit, and they get into into those. But the the show the show doesn't do does I and do do the disservice to the audience of trying to sit them them down and be like, no, 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 no. These people are good, and here's why. Here's why. It just it tells the audience. But explicitly, okay, okay, you spend some time with some bad guys now. And you're gonna have to be okay with okay with that. If you're not with that, I'm sorry, but the show might not might not be for you. Um, and if you haven't heard about it, it actually it came out in 20, 2012. I think over like the middle of twelve, and it has has it's like a, a it's a season show that is Jormungand, the first season, and the second season is called Jormungand. Or it's from like like a time period of anime where they felt like, and they still do this sometimes, where they felt like the se second season needs sort of like modify fire on it. Um, and so the season it acts pretty cut, cut and dry. The the second season is where stuff's interesting, but this show follows. A like an arms dealer and her private security crew all over the world, getting in like shit like arms dealer assassination shenanigans and all sorts of same thing. And it follows primarily a character named Jonah, and Jonah is a child soldier. And the way kind of t and Jonah is also the the kind of interv like character speak to the audience, and he makes no there's no effort spared in telling you that he does he doesn't like weapons and that he he doesn't like war and he doesn't like death, but the the entire show you see that see Jonah is not only highly trained but he is. Like, like, crazy extent that, that he is more talented than many of the, than, not many, but, but some of the adult characters in the show. So, uh, 
a couple episodes is a character named Lush, who's this, this um, like, blonde, spiky-haired, for former man who Rona just, like, definitively more skilled than. <laughs> and, it, and it, it's really, it, it, it's kind of just interesting, because all the other adult characters just shit all over, over Lush all the time, because they're, they're like, Man, Jonah can beat you in a paintball fight. This is this is just sad. Um, but so Jonah is he's a child soldier, and they get into this later later in the A. But I want to talk, talk about it here because it's significant. Jonah is is picked up by a when 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 he is transferred to this like crappy military base in like a third world country where they're using orphans to human mind switch which means they send kids into minefield and if they get blown up they mine. It's a real thing that happened and it is truly and honestly awful. But but it, it, the show it's portrayed as just the thing the thing that happened. And what ultimately happens is one of Jonah's friends gets killed by a gets killed by a mine in in the practice, and Jonah snaps everyone on the on the base except for except for the other except for the orphans who were his his friends, including a associate arms dealer of a, a man named Casper named Casper Hekmekiar. Heck, I think think heck me are. We'll get back get back to that later. Um, and Casper uh, is intrigued by, by him. Uh, makes the deal ultimately and ultimately makes the deal deal with him to put him in the in the care of the the not I'm not, I'm not put him in the care of. The person who who he guard for the entire series, for most of the series at least, is a woman named Coco, who is his his sister, and a and another and another of like like the two arms of HTCLI, which is is their which is a corporation's name, like arms dealing operation and. These two are out and out war profiteers. Think um think war dogs out all the fucking up. Basically. They they are arms dealers. They are they and they and more more than that, they're independent legal arms dealers. But they sell to everybody. And they sell all, all kinds of variations in weapons. And Jonah at this point already hate hate weapons and he hates he hates weapons and more than that he hates armed dealers because because one of the things Casper tells him in the process of making the deal with him about guarding Co and Coco is that he he sold them that killed Jonah's family but had had aid him in, into a child soldier by extension and in that that in that. Explanation of Jonah's past, 
you see something that you see in in every, the stories in the, in the back stories of every every other character is you see very clear a a b to c timeline of this happened so this half happened and as a result this, this character is like this and it's very clear it makes a very clear clear point of say, saying this is what, what this is why this character hate hate the char character Jonah hates weapons and and, and uh, the entire throughout the, the entire show Coco and Jonah have this this kind of ongoing back and forth where they talk about like oh this is why you weapons this is why I believe weapons are necess necessary and you get, get you get the sense that, that Coco is dangerous, and that's important. You're supposed to get the get the sense that Coco's dangerous, and but but you also get that Coco's da dangerous because she needs to be dangerous is because she needs because she she's a dealer, and that's the way the way it works. That's just the way it works, and. The results of that, of that is just like, okay, so she's dangerous, so what? It's not, it's not a big deal. It, but as the show goes on, you get, you get hints of exactly how dangerous Jericho is, and how, and you get little hints of, of exactly how skilled you, you get big hints of how how skilled this. this battalion she's put together around her is including Jonah the these guys are gathered from their families all over the, over the world they, they are a, an elite fighting force with with tasked with keeping this one armed dealer woman safe safe and, and I forget how old they say Coco is is, but based on the anime, it's like I I think like her mid twenties, maybe mid to early twenties, and she is seen as she, she is the, her story is that she has has been an arms dealer for. For her entire life, she was a she was a teenager, and now she's in her twenties, and and all she has collected all of these like sketchy characters to and and had had them swear to her to protect her, and you see. Her brother has kind of the same kind of pot of potty and one of one of the best the these these kinds of like watch bad people do bad things shows at their best when the cast when the when the thing cast when when the main and supporting cast are Phenomenal, and that's true of a show, Black Lagoon. True of, of this show, Black Lagoon. If 
the the characters in Black, in Black Lagoon were written badly, it wouldn't play play well at all because you need to invest yourself, yourself in those characters to then go with, with them on the ride ride of here's this murder the Venezuelan maid. Just like you need to invest in characters like Jonah or, or and Lush and um Valmet and, and um, any of the other characters in order to to go on the like in order to let the show take you to the play the places it will take you. And the character rating is really in interesting in the show. And I say that for one main main reason. And that rat reason is demonstrated best in Belmet. And late late and late in Coco. But in every single single scenario possible. The strong, strong characters are fe female. And I'm not saying, like, strong female characters like Sailor Moon. That is never, that is never hinted at. Hinted at. Kind of Sailor Moon, like, like, prideful, woman, like, f f fem femtal, girl power thing. Does, does not make an appearance in this, in this show. What does make an appearance in this show, however, is like male, male coded strength, rank, power in female characters. Uh, a great example of this, if if you haven't seen this this show, is actually a character like um Makoto Kanagi in. The ghost, the ghost in the shell child. She's a character who, and and this is really what, but biggest one of the bigger parts. What what went went wrong with, um, Charlotte Johansson's portrayal of the character in the live action movie, is that, um, Kota Kusanagi's character is by choice choice a woman, but has all the physical power physical capability of a man. And there's even a, even a scene in the Ghost in the Shell show where um, the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, I'll get to at some point, um, um, where, uh, what's called, um, uh, Bato says, why don't you just switch over to a male body, to, to a male, to a male, I think he's the word chat chatty, because they're talking about, like, Cybernetics, and she's like, because I've always been a woman, woman, and finally being a woman, and, and I'm stronger than you anyway, at all. Um, and in this show, the most most terrifying characters, characters who command real power, are female. You see that in, in Balmet. Um, who, who's female-wielding badass of Ko's team. You see that in Chiquita, who, who is this, this, like, fucking running gun, I will kill you in a second, um, main guard of, um, Casper team. There, um, there are two, two arms dealers who both have, like, Fucking 
kill you with with a look and then kill kill you with bare hands if, if necessary. Female guards, one one of whom actually ends up being like of supporting part of supporting cast at, at the end. Um, but then then it, it shifts down from that and you end up seeing Coco, Coco as a very strong character, as a character who is, is strong female character, you see a character named Dr. Miami, who is also, like, has the same same kind of terrifying intellectual strength as Coco. You also see a, see a character named, uh, I her full name, but her code name, quote-unquote, is Chatty Ready Rabbit, and she is also the same name, kind of strong mentally superior character that's also another blonde doctor at one point who's the same way and and it, uh, you know I noticed it, noticed it the first time I watched it but I really noticed it when I watched when I rewatched it for this podcast that it is so specific in it in its trail of female strength of non-traditional female strength that it is like is to be admired <laughs> it, it is this is this show is saying not only can we can girls and side on side by side with with god on the battlefield but they can stand above above and they can stand matched in, in the way that you imagine like big dudes I it I, I spare no no they don't wait don't wait this show in their effort to show you strong all the female characters are our show and it's really kind of like I said it's too admired and it's really mind-blowing um so, so if, you, if you're looking for like if you if you're looking for that that in a show for for a show that that it looks like that the kind of female empowerment you get through through something, um, what's it called? Um, Sailor Moon. Why did my brain just, brain just get this? Um, but you you want that, but you want something that that's more. Like tra- like a traditional hour demonstrated through women. Then, then seriously check this show out. Show out. I don't Funimation. I on Funimation. I don't know. I, it is on on Hulu, but it but it's subbed on Hulu. I like show dub for reason. I'll get to you in a minute because this 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 has one of my. Well, you know what? Let's, Table, one of my fa- favorite things of the show for a little later. Uh, but anyway, so this entire the entire first half, you see Jonah doing the job of protecting Coco. And you see Jonah kind of learning to live with with this group group of arms dealers, uh, with this arms dealer and her group of like mercenary bodyguards. Basically, her security detail as as his new found family, 
and ultimately you see him grow into that and you see him understand that and then at the end of the second at the end of the, the first season or like maybe toward, toward the end of the first season they, they go to Japan and the and the and the shows and Black Lagoon does this too. Um, show, off, oftentimes shows that, that don't take place in Japan uh, want, want a way to contextualize the kind of violent, violent, at least anime, that takes place in, in Japan. Want a way to contextualize the like mass violence that they they on display constantly. And a show like this, this will show like Black Black Lagoon. One of the best ways to do that is to take that violence into an inherently peaceful place like Japan. And um, this is not as hooked to reality. reality. The show is not, is not as hooked to reality as, as Black Lagoon is, and a lot of that is, is the Black Lagoon is also direct of a movie that will, will reach into your eyes and blow water out, out um, which is, uh, what's it called? What's that movie called? Uh, um, it's Corner of the World, but, um, Black Lagoon, Lagoon. That violence, that violence manifests as a, as a gang war, as this, as this insane, bloody Russian mobs, Russian Russian mobsters, is Japanese yakuza with the Lagoon Company middle fucking gang war. That it is like Seth, that Seth, Seth Tokyo on. Fire basically, which like the police are just like flabbergasted and disturbed by the amount of like violence that happened. That like characters of Black Lagoon like on their, their city, like holy shit! They actually at at one point they they try arrest um Rock Revy and Bella and they and like all of them were like. Fuck you very much, no. But um, um guns and violence just needs the presence of a full um that because German like German isn't German primary point is to keep Poco alive and protect her. Like that that's the all the main cast's primary mo motivation. Um and they do have one interesting scene in in episodes that place in Japan which show the violence happening in front of people and it's really fascinating because I didn't catch this the first time I watched the show. People just think think in movie shoot. They don't think that it's a real, real, that, like, someone really got shot in front of them. They just think it's think it's an issue because they can't wrap their heads around 
somebody being that villain in country, which which makes actually a lot of sense. Um, um, but the that those episodes also serve another point in that in that when Casper makes that deal with Jonah, saying like, "Okay, Jonah." I want you to go guard my sister. Jonah says, "Okay, but you need to find these kids a place to stay, a, a place, a place to live." And he sets them up a boarding school in Japan that that goes from kindergarten to twelfth grade, and they also also live there, and, and they have and they have a good life. They have a real really good life. In a really, really thick country. And in comes Jonah. And Jonah is... For, for the... It's for the first time... Really, really happy. Because... Yes, he's playing bodyguard to an arms dealer. But... But he's not... But he's in a country that is supposed to be inherently a safe place. For the first first time in the... He's not, not in a war zone. And more than that... He has the opportunity to see old friends. He, but he does. He doesn't get out and go, go and see them and go to talk or hang out with out with them because he realizes that they got to go to the normal world and he still exists in this kind of kind of dark under underworld of weapons dealing and extreme violence. And and this one thing, I'm gonna go back to Black Black Lagoon because because it's a good comparison for um for Jormungandun. I don't. I think Jormungandun might still exist without Black Lagoon, but I don't think it would would exist in the same way. way. Um, but in Black Lagoon. The central part, a central part of the Japanese story storyline, of the line where they go go back where they go to Japan, is Rock encounters a char- character who is the daughter who's the daughter under a yakuza clan of a of the head of a yakuza clan, and, and this girl through a series of events. Basically, she's going to plunge herself into, into the criminal world. She's going to going to walk from the light into darkness, basically. And as as soon as she decides to do that, the the darkness follows her whole and destroys her. For use a more or some kind of mixed metaphor, I'm not sure which, but. And Rock knew that was going to happen ultimately, but he didn't stop himself from having a moment of, of serenity, a moment of normalcy, and that that ultimately sealed this, this girl's fate. And it shows that that Jonah is smart, smart enough to know that he is from if he if he. Gets him if he gets his friends mixed up with his work in that in that in that world. They they are mixed up in that world. He doesn't want to put them at danger even a little bit. Um, 
but the and, and that shows that Jonah truly believes that they're bad and war is bad and that he wants a kind of peace of the world. And there's this quote that says there's this quote quote that him and Coco this comment that him and Coco have very early on in the show show Coco asks if he loves the world. And Jonah and Jonah's to her I I love the world, but it hates even if the world the world hates, I still love it. I think it's the way he put he puts it. And it's this sad optimism to it because you get this you have this understanding in that moment that this kid, this like teenager had never existed almost never existed in a world where he hasn't had to be violent, where violence had been required of him. And up until the Denise episode, you see him tolerating it, but you also see him starting to enjoy his, his life with... Enjoy his, his life for the first time ever, and enjoy his life explicitly with Coco and her whole crew. And on the Japanese episode, you can also notice him asking a bunch of questions about everybody. Why did you, did you join? Why do you continue to fight? All this other stuff. How do you tolerate it? All this. like he asks, he asks these specific, like, and philosophical questions. And you see, and you, they use this, this as an opportunity to take you all the characters' backstories and introduce you to you. Like their motivations, and in that you you see that ultimately, for the majority of the for the majority of the character, for you could argue, could argue all character all the adult mercenaries in Coco's security unit, some went wrong. Their lives were as prescribed or as they, they wanted them until, until and, and, and explicitly un, until they won't. In Val Melmet's case, Valmet is probably, is like the, I think the first one you start to get, get hints of. She was a major, she was a major in, in um, the, I forget what army. Um, in and one of the European, European countries armies, until a until until a missionary killed her higher squad, and and took her eye and her she she left an eye in that in that conflict in that fight, and she came back and the world was. Gold for her, for her, because she would, she would, was now no longer this, this success, successful female major general. She was now just someone who failed, uh, this, 
woman who failed. And at what's the point at which, which Coco made out of choice for her? He said, said he, and she said it very succinctly. She said, "You you can either go home, and you, uh, uh, you can either take the L, become become wounded warrior, go home, no harm, no foul, and you will be honored. You will be uh, your life. Your life will be easy. Your, li your life will be charmed from this point out." I've had a terrible experience, terrible enough to make him so nothing will be as terrible ever again. Ultimately, you may, you know, your sister-in-law wants to treat you to a guy, maybe, and you'll get married, you'll have some kids. And yes, you'll be down high, but you can get a prospect one, and everything will be, will be fine. It, it's not really a bad way to live. Or... And she said this. She said she said said this. You could come to me, and you you could unlock the world. And she means that, and Coco means that in the way the way that you imagine, which is that you that they travel all over the world. They travel to East East Asia. They travel to basically every continent you can imagine. Um, all, they tra travel all the continents of the world. They travel all these different countries. They, you know, see all these different kinds of things. They experience all these different kinds of things. You know, you know, if they want to take a, take a day off, take their freighter line, and they go and they go get out on on a desert island, and they they the day off, baby. They they just go. Women, they have bar barbecues, great. Um. And that's an amazing lifestyle. But what what Coco also means is, is that if Valmet comes, comes with her, then Valmet still gets to be a soldier. She still still gets to be a badass. She doesn't have to what Coco is offer, offering in 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 that phrase, unlock the world, is that Valmet to be everything Valmet wants to be. And Valmet ultimately takes that path. Um, the other character, um, who... It basically, he's, like, out of job because, they, because his country loses a war. And, and Coco offers him a place, and, and he takes it because... It's the the thing he had to do. Some something that I think that lots lots of people don't that people don't think about about. They think about soldiers is that you get certain skills, you get stuff you can translate into jobs down, down the line, but, but ultimately you are trained you are trained trained to be a stir, and. For some soldiers, they don't want to put down the the gun. It, 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 and it's not a point of weakness that they they don't put down the down the gun. In 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 some, sometimes that is just what they want to do. They want want to have a fight to fight, 
and what what it's but the kind of like that kind of, kind of violence is not acceptable in every everyday city and oftentimes lots of soldiers have a really hard time going back to uh, quote unquote reality because of what they've experienced in and the way that they had changed them. And in some, some cases, in many cases, I imagine, soldiers just switch allegiances and they go work for, for a military contract, PMCs, or they like, like Blackwater, or they go become. Bodyguards, security guards, or bouncers, or, or what have you. Something where their physical capability for harm on other and other people is useful. Um, FBI agents, 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 that kind of thing. There's lots of characters who who that not. There's lots of people who that that's not afforded to, to. and so has kind of made made this habit of seeking out out those people saying, "Hey, this doesn't have to stop here. You don't have to stop doing this work. You have to stop doing doing this work for these people. Come with me." And you can do this for as long as your heart desires. You can stop. You can can stop when you want to, not when someone else tells you to. To. And in 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 that moment, those moments, uh, the like the flash sequences for for the character, or the when the, the character tells the story, um, you see see that. These characters were, in many cases, used and thrown thrown away. It's not that they were. It's not that they. That their skills were not useful. Is that society decided that they didn't have a, have a use for them? The most like, severe example of this is actually a character Wiley, and Wiley, Wiley is this. Um, Com um, um militia is this um structural dem demolition from the army coca coca grips and when they go through through Wiley's like backstory you realize Wiley was really really highly trained and he went to arc he he went to architect school so he could learn how to blow building things up it's a very specific skill set. Is very useful. It's trans transferable to like like dining buildings and stuff, but that's not what he wants wants for himself. He he enjoys. He he finds finds this is, this is insane. He finds finds artistry and destruction. He is is capable of loving, but he. Once his what one I th I think he's American I think I think he's from America. Um, once he can't, once he's useful, 
what happens to a person like like that? What this show show seeks to answer seeks to find the answer for what ha happens to the monsters once you pull pull them out of bed. Once you pull them out of the bed, but af after you've but after they've out from out from on bed, but after you're done with them. It's um, um this 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 show this show's char character very similar to um I, f I forget her name to to Roberta from um Black Moon. Roberta is is a fucking psychopath, but she weighed into a psychopath for a reason. And then the resulting and the like aim she found for herself was protecting this kid was was finding family in this child. And you you see you see all ultimately. What happens when in, Robert, in Robert, Roberta's story and, and in basically Roberta's blood blood all the like o, o, the third episode OVA for Goon, which I highly recommend if you haven't seen it it's amazing. You see what happens when people make super soldiers and then just just hang out to dry dry after they're done with them. Jormung poses poses a different. Option basically is that, and this is very true. The people who are highly skilled in in combat and in like the elimination of human beings, but don't want to to use those skills, or that is the way they know how to make money, need to do it somehow. And in Jorungan. You see all these char characters joining as duty uh, uh, details for arms deal dealers. And in reality, um, you see pe people like that join, join the police, join PMC, that kind of thing. But this whole thing is, is really, it, it's just a really interesting, it's, an, it's another really facet of this show. And so now, now we're gonna move on to the second season, which is Perfect Perfect Order. And Perfect Perfect Order is you start to run into more and more and more complexity. Um, but Perfect Order is also we run into into my favorite part part of the show by by far, which is a char character who I'm going to call E. Dilbert. I'm going to call him Evil Dil Dilbert. For the CIA, he's Evil Dilbert. You'll know him when you see him. If you watch this, this show, you'll be like, holy shit, Alex was right. That's Evil Dil Dilbert. But his... It's like, it's like Handle Bookman. He's also known as um Chief Black. Um, Those are the only nicknames. Or Saw is the other name. And, and you're into to him... By finding out that one of Coco's detail is actually a CIA sleeper agent who's 
installed in her crew to can her by Bookman, or at, as um, R, R, Dr. R calls him, Saw. And, and he, he, and he, the first encounters with him, the, f the first, like, series of encounters with him are mar marked by R, R dying. And that is, when, when R dies, that is the, that is the first time a character dies in the show. That is, that is the show, that is when the show's. Which is from this, like, everybody in the family would just happen to kill people. To this very shit that just happened. And that's also the first time she a crack in Coco's quote-unquote mask. Coco seemed to smile in the face of danger. She always seemed to be real light-hearted. But in that moment, it's... It's like reality comes crashing in Coco, and quite know how to ha handle. It. And her reaction, and you notice that she had a slightly, slightly reaction to to her father. Her father, other oh, it is a dose of her father who runs HTLA. Is always has a dose of. It gives her a dose of. Oh. Fuck the guy. And the reason that R dies is because of another character's actions, a character who you who we come to know to know in Hex. And the thing thin line the show with this kept with the strong female character the female 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 characters who are inherently good guys are i mean it it, it has the like anime thing of like having fan service and like, and, like here's Balmet in a bikini also Balmet had like a 12 pack pack of abs that she stacks into a bikini too which is like whoa whoa um The difference between a character like Balmet and Hex is not that they are both strong, because they are both like strong, strong, fit, fit, capable, like strong in the way in the way that you a man strong characters. But Hex uses her sexuality as part of her strength. And, and that, that is really explicit. It, it is. And it, this this is the point at which, you, at, at which you sit back and you're like, whoa, there are some tits in this show. show. For the, for, like, the, there's always, like, Balmet, who's, Balmet, who's very, very clear lesbian. It's <laughs> just, like, all over Coco, cheap suit, suit constantly. And Coco, who's at least least suggested is a lesbian, is cool with that. You never see, see you never see, see sex happening. You never see like 
you see like like boob jokes and like funny pooping moments but that's one hex is induced you it should introduce by like being a informant a, a left hand topless and just like making this poor man all but wet himself with fear because like and, and also give you you this is all to give you the understanding that the territory we're in, we're in now no longer one one of like look at these fucked up like or orchestral assassins. It's like these this woman is fucking dangerous, unhinged, and that arc arc ends with Coco just like you killed you killed. The first bodyguard who was my bodyguard. You killed like someone who someone who I have known since since I was a child. I am going to, to bomb you to Kingdom Come, and she does with a second saw, and everybody's like, and, and basically everybody's like, like, oh shit! I guess she earned it, but, but fuck, um. It's at this point going on in the sh going on in the show that the the show's the shape up. And you realize through um all the like CIA characters that Coco do doing something. Coco is up to something. Something not dealing dealing arms. She is building something, and and part of the building is with with a character you encounter in the first show named Doctor Miami. And by the end of the show, which we'll get to now, since we're, since we're like the hour mar mark, um, you realize that Ko is building what she what she calls call Operation Jormunga, and then that is a quantum computer capable capable jang the nav navigation. Of all the planes, of all the air, air forms of airborne transportation on Earth, and does this because since she was a kid, since she was forced forced to do, because she really was forced to do it, and they have a amazing kind of monologue from Casper of how both both of them were born on international waters and grew grew up without a home country. Um, since she was forced to do it, do it. She has hate, hated weapons. She's hated war. She's hated the all that shit. And she She and and this, the character Doctor Miami, since they were eighteen, pro probably before that, the will lead you to believe, have ha had this plan. To create a supercomputer that can control the skies. And, and could conceivably control the, the not only the skies, but also, also the oceans. So it... But she starts, she at least starts starting the skies. But, but her idea is that she will usher in a, in a century shame that where 
she will throw this guy's back thousands of years in um, innovation to the point where you can't fly, fly guy at all. This guy basically putting the whole of humanity time out out that they have not they have not risen responsibility of to the more responsibility that is have having ability to have sky try tra travel. And she's taking and she she her plan to take take that away from everyone. And it's in that that moment they realize she's collected all these people to to be basically the last the last soldiers in the world. She protected all, all gathered this protection unit unit to protect her that she is going to basically turn the switch on the door door to fight for everyone. It it leave all but permanently. And when she reveals this plan to Jonah, Jonah she says uh, Jonah asks her one question. He asks her, sir, how many people will die? And she had Doc Miami. She texts she text Doc, Doc Miami. And Doc, Doc Miami texts her back. And the number is 700,000. 700 something people will die as a result, result of fl flipping us and turning, turning on and turning on Jormungand, which is just this Tim computer there that her, Dr. Miami, and ultimately two other scientists who they cap, um, develop and the space as a satellite. But, but, Jonah's like, Jonah sees the fun this. He said that he's, that people are, sees that pe people's lives are worth more than that. And so he he, he does, and he actually goes and ends up working for Casper for another for two two years, or, or the the story the storyline implies two years. And in that two years, the world world progressed to such a point where every every country on Earth a hotbed for violence. Every country country Earth is out of out of control. We're close. We're as close as we've ever been. Been World War Three in the world, and Jonah ultimately leaves Asper, throws his gun into the into the desert, and just walks until ultimately he gets to a town. He's like, that might be a restaurant, but I, but I don't speak language, and it's lush. And he blushes, like, I'm your angel. And he takes the restaurant, and they're, they're all, and everybody's there. And they all give these, these little, like, speeches. And I would also know that everybody, everybody else in the main cast chooses to stay with Coco. Chooses to, like, be last mercenaries on the planet or whatever. Uh, last soldiers on, last soldiers in existence, I think Coco calls them. And... Coco shows up and she says, you know, you know, like, 
the Russians are like right, a mounting attack, blah 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 blah. And she and she said that Jonah was your decision. It could all stop right now. I I, I flipped the switch and that would that would be enough to stop them. That that would be enough to stop all of them. To stop war. And Jonas, yes. And, and here's the thing, the thing about Jordan that I that, that I appreciate that I'm sure lots of people find and falls in is that Jordan isn't making the harder decision or better decision or the the easier decision. It's about it's about making a decision. It's about An acceptance that nothing is perfect. It's about a... It's about... The realistic concept. It's about... Ex exploring realistic concept of what... Violence, violence is. Violence means. What... And how people profit from that violence. But it doesn't want to tell you what to do. It doesn't want to, want to tell you what's right right or wrong what it tells you who what its characters come to conclusions of, of but it, do, it doesn't tell you hey this should be your conclusion we 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 talked about, I talked about Gundam on this show for and Gundam has has a very war is bad bad war is bad bad stance all war is bad bad war is bad um and if you watch G Gundam, G Gundam explore, like like expands that even further. It says violence is bad, but it, are some there are people who agree with that? That some people don't agree with that. But by not having the conversation at all, at all just end end up. But by just saying war, war is bad. You just end up not exploring why people fight or the possibilities outside of that. And near the end, in the in in the like end game of the show, this um the character Casper is had a conversation with Coco, and Coco's like, I I saw you more pissed pissed at me, you know. Take away war, and and Catholic's like <laughs> that won't that won't happen. That will that will never happen. People 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 always need to hurt other people. It's the way the world is wired. And if I can't sell pl planes, I'll tanks. If if I can't sell tanks, I'll sell broadswords. If I can't can't sell broadswords, I'll sell bubs. The, and I think what he says he's like there will always be a stick. And show presents this this idea of what can you do, but but it also presents a character in Coco who has figured out what she wants to do. She she she's given a her lifetime of thought 
to exactly what she wants to make happen and exactly what she wants to do. And and she has connected us one at a time until she's she's capable of doing that. And and not there there is and and the, and the other thing is you don't see see the result. What you see is the montage of all the characters looking up at this this massive breeze, breeze that symbolizes the sky shutting itself off off from humanity. And and then there's this hopeful moment because Coco's idea is that the shame of losing access to the sky will force change in humanity and force people to look at themselves, to look in inward and be fucked up. This is our, our fault. Now, you've seen a show like Evolution, you know that a whole bunch of fucked up happens after the point at which humanity loses elect electricity. But... It changes... But things, but tons of things change as a result of this. And Coco is in Jorma. It's Coco by using guns, the quantum her, her quantum computer in space. Coco triggers of evolution like and like, and she ushers in a century of shame. A, a period of time, uh, a century in which people will have to cut the fact that their violence led to them losing, losing the ability to fly, led to them that a a generation of people, genera generations of people, will have to look up at the sky and realize that they faithful that. Gen generations for them flew too close to the sun, sun. and and it I, I can't say whether it's right I can't can't say whether the approach is right or wrong but I, but I say that it make makes you think and I I think that's really what Jormungand wants to do I don't think think that it wants to tell you that Coco is right I think I think wants to tell you that you'd think about a serious, serious question like, what it could, would you? And why would you? What would, would get you there? What would, make, what would push push you to the point that, that Jonah got pushed to, where he hated, like, all, like more profiteering so, so much that he wanted to, to, to remove it entirely? Even even that meant the lives of seven hundred thousand people, and that's that's a big like what if if, and the, the show handled it really I think really well really well. And on that note, I'm done playing for a full twelve minutes over what I what I usually do. Hey, it's my first episode back, my first live episode of two thousand eighteen. So there there you go. And on on that note, I have been, have been Alex. If you like this. Podcast, you can subscribe to it on your podcast listening app, Rat Rat Choice. I would also encourage you to do this 
New Year of Turf 2019. If you really like the podcast, you can go to that podcast cast app interface and leave me a five-star review. You can also share, share me with your friends. I am great for people who like anime. Great for people interested in just people talking about cartoons on the internet. internet. Um, I have some fun stuff coming up. Coming up. So look forward to that. Until then, I'll